Hello, and welcome back to QC Uncut, number one rated podcast in the Quad Cities. This is Sean Leary, your host for Uncut, Uncensored, Unedited Conversation. And today, we have, as our special guests, Devin, Alexander, and Adam. What's your last name, Adam? Wisconsin. Adam Wisconsin from... Not an I, it's a Wisconsin. Wisconsin. It's a Polish name. Okay. From the band Giallo. From the band Giallos. 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 It's a part Italian, uh, part uh, alternative rock. What is that? What is the origin of that name? Well, do you know Jello Biafra yes. from the Dead Kennedys? Yes. It has nothing Sean, to do with him. Meet here. Swap seats with me, man. Your that drum stool is too loud. Too creaky. Yeah. Okay. That's, that's this one's much better. Yes, yeah, so I actually a real chair. This I actually is... met Jello Biafra when I was in college. Really? Yeah, we booked him um, for a speaking gig. Wow! Because I was part of the campus activities board, which booked all the bands and speakers and stuff. And we booked Jello for a gig, and he was exactly the way you would expect him to be off stage. This is pretty much the exact same way he is on stage. That's awesome. Yeah, that's very cool. So. Th- Origin of the name. Oh, um, For, uh, is it is it an homage to Jello Biafra? Only spelled completely differently. No, it's it, well, I don't know, maybe. Uh, no, it's it's uh, it's a portmanteau. Portmanteau. It's a portmanteau's of giallo, which is an Italian um, movie genre, and it was originally a uh, like a crime thriller novel genre. And all the covers of these pulp novels were yellow, red, and and white. Mm-hmm. So giallo means yellow in Italian, mm-hmm. and, but it became a, a murder murder mystery um, movie genre, like uh, movies that Dario Argento did and movies that uh, Lucio Fulci did, and, and all this good stuff. And um, there's already a band called Giallos, like Ital- spelled like the Italians, and there's already a band called Gallows, spelled mm-hmm. like American spelling English spelling of Gallows. So we just put a W on it. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, man. Yeah. We invited the members from, from both the other Giallos and Gallos to be in this band. And then when we got them in the basement, we killed them, <laughs> cut them up into little pieces, and flushed them down the toilet. <laughs> this, you, you do realize that this is an unedited podcast oh, and that yeah. several policemen listened to That's it. That's why you That's, had to ask uh, me why the toilet was being a little weird. <laughs> right, yeah. it. right. It's all the it's all the hands. Yeah. Okay. It's all the leftover hand bones. That's what I always say whenever I look down into a toilet bowl and see a human finger. Hey, this toilet's <laughs> Which is often. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah, weird. that must be why, you know, a human finger down there. <laughs> That's right. So, awkward pause. You no, know, you said you were the, the Quad Cities high, number one rated podcast. I think yes. that's a lie. How do you know that? Because we uh, do traffic uh, every month. Like we every check podcast? A, yeah, in we do. Cities? Well, we do uh, traffic on um, the you know top podcasts that we are aware of in the Quad Cities. Yeah, like okay. like who else is in the Quad Cities that you're aware of? Um, the um, I'm trying to remember the name of it. It's the one with... Um, the two guys that record live all the time over at uh, Lopez Pizza, and are they two we do. Guys? No, it's two African American guys. Oh, okay. Um, and then um, all the ones that are done by the mainstream media around here. There's Boo! one or two. I know they, they don't really get much traffic at all, at all, really. Huh. Um, we che- we check Dairy out. Um, when I think Paul was doing a podcast, we did the ran the traffic on his. Oh, yeah, you did a um, and whenever there's one that I see that I notice, because we're looking for podcasts, as you know, I've invited yeah. you guys. I want 
we want to get all the podcasts together as kind of like a local podcast hub yeah, in the Quad should, Cities. Uh, you should reach out to Josh Davidson's uh, Jazzcast. Josh Rounds. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. He's been doing reaction videos, but uh, more than anything, they've been doing movie reviews and uh, uh, some other stuff. Him and our, our friend uh, uh, Becca Bogner um, have been doing all kinds of stuff. They've been doing it for almost like a year now. Okay. Or more, or more than that, but... Uh, yeah, you should reach out to them. Whenever, as you know, because I've taught you about you know getting dairy on onto quadcities.com. Whenever we discover a new podcast or vlog or anything like that, we invite people to be a part of it at quadcities.com. And with all creator, we allow creators to own and have complete copyright and complete creative control. All we ask is that you know send us your RSS or the raw files via Dropbox and stuff like that. Um, I'm still in the process of doing that. She, so she sent it to you. I didn't look today. I mean, I've been like all over the place. I, you, I know. The conversation is boring. Nobody wants to listen to this. Let's talk about something else. No, I'm just grilling. Something more exciting. But no, yeah, and if anybody else, anybody else is out there listening and they're like, hey, I do a podcast, contact me. It's Sean at quadcities.com. Um, we are, we're always looking for a new podcast to feature on the website. And um, we do not pay you up front, but if we sell advertising for your podcast, you get a percentage of the um, of the the uh, money from that. You gotta get all um, episodes of Devon's Drive Home on there. You were on, you are on there. Part of your some of your episodes are on there. Remember? Yeah, I think I remember that. I just, <laughs> I, just I just don't understand. We'll talk about it later. Let's talk about something interesting. Adam's right. This is boring. <laughs> the mechanics of website podcast stuff is boring as shit to talk about. That's true. So let's talk about the mechanics of how you guys got together as a band. You have, uh, Adam, I'm not aware of your history as much. You, I've known you for a while, Devin, because um, you used to be in the Metro Lights and were, have been in a number of different bands. Uh, one Night Standards? Nope. I was you were not in that one? What's that? Postmortems. Post-mortems. Okay. Um, that was a thing that I did for the longest uh, okay. in the Quad Cities. And yeah, Metro Lights was a couple of years there. Um, but Adam and I have known each other since kindergarten. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, uh, How did you get, when you first met each other in kindergarten, do you recall doing so? And what was your impression of each other when you first met? Cause, no, because I disagree with that story and you can't substantiate it. You can't. Don't. He pulled his sweatpants down to expose his little peepees. <laughs> it was a memorable it's moment. People who were waiting in line for uh, the bathroom. And to be clear, I don't remember this at all. But I don't yeah. remember anything about grade school or most of junior high or most of high school either. Not for any particular reason. I just don't actually remember much they, of it. Most of your victims don't remember either. Good. <laughs> this is a, this is a day and age to not be telling this story. By the way. <laughs> you were six. It's fine. <laughs> Right. <laughs> Whatever kindergarten knows. Yeah. So you met in kindergarten, and which may or may not have involved some sort of obscene gesture or something odd. Um, when do you guys re- actually recall meeting each other? And you know, was it instantly like you decided, hey, we're gonna team up and do something creative, or was it just your friends? You just start hanging out. We're just in the same circle of friends, I think. Yeah, we both started making music when we were about fifteen, I think. Mm-hmm. Like Devin picked up the bass, I picked up the guitar, uh, and then we all... we we, uh, we were in a band called Braille Illustrated for a while, which actually we actually put out an album in 2010. Remember, sort of I our, remember that, yeah. yeah, sort of our top you know top ten or twelve tracks or something yeah. that we that we decided to re-record. Uh, and then he he went to the what the West Coast. Yeah, I went to school in Oregon, and then moved from Oregon to the Black Hills. Spent some time in Washington State. Came back here two years ago or mm-hmm. so, I would say, maybe a year and a half, and 
there was never any question that we were going to get together to make more music. Did you stay in touch when you were on your travels? Oh, yeah, for sure. Okay. Yeah, hundred mm-hmm. percent. Um, but when he got when he got back here, was that twenty sixteen or fifteen that you came back? Was it like yeah, it was, like was twenty seventeen? Okay, so like about about eighteen months or maybe two years after the postmortem stopped playing. Uh, he came back in town, and then we were talking about it and talking about it and talking about it. But the reason that we had an ex- the excuse that we finally had, like the timeline that that gave us a a goal to hit, was um, that Life Is Beautiful Fest. Uh, this year they did the second one, but it was a year ago, last June first mm-hmm. or second, 1st, whatever, yeah. whatever that weekend is um, in at the beginning of June, because. Uh, it was a you know where it was a fundraiser for NAMI. Uh, what is it? National Alliance for of Mental Illness, Illness or something? And, that's and certainly not right, but that's okay. Oh no, gosh, <laughs> that's totally wrong. Oh no, it's it's pretty close. Yeah, look it up. I have a related business card in my pocket. Okay, good. One of my um, friends is working for. It them. was it was a fundraiser for that, and another thing because um, a, not a guy that Adam knew, but a guy that I had done a lot of shows with, um, uh, killed himself. After a very long struggle, I, I, I assume something like that is essentially a lifelong struggle. Um, but uh, he he passed away. He killed himself. And so everybody that he had done gigs with and stuff was like, hey, do you uh, – his friend, uh, I think Joe Lee from uh, – is it Birth Control Productions or – I don't know. Um, they had done a lot of stuff together, so he put together this thing. Anyways, so he said, hey, do you want to do something? That was like uh, October of the year yeah. before. It was like 2017, October. Mm-hmm. And uh, we said, sure. So he and I grabbed a bunch of other dudes and decided that we would have a new band with new songs ready for June 1st or 2nd of 20, uh, yeah. 2018. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, and so, we did it. Yeah, we did. We did. There it. was a lot of false starts and kind of trying to Figure mush stuff together into something that made sense. And yeah. it took a long time until we got to a spot where we felt like we had a group of people that all sort of had similar ideas. Mm-hmm and similar styles. Mm-hmm. Uh, once that happened, we kind of put some songs together pretty quick. I think our first show, we had four or five originals. Oh, we had like five originals and and, and uh, the Cat's Eye cover song, My Dad's Old Band. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so we, we only played like six songs, but... Um, we played them real loud. We played them, <laughs> we played them crushingly loud. That was, that was the loudest that we have ever been. Like even sure since then. Even since then, I don't think we have, we've been that loud, but we were... We were uh, we hit the ground really hard and really running with a big like my personal emphasis in this band is like I'm not worried about the music and the lyrics because Adam and I are both fully capable and fully comfortable writing music and writing lyrics. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, we've got that. We've been doing that for 25 years essentially or 20 years. Um, I wanted to have more of a theatrical on stage um, a, a look to the band. I guess you just call it. Um, and ended up building an owl with lights in its eyes and, and, and a fog machine that so it like sprays fog out of its lit up <laughs> eyes and the eyes change color at our command. That was a one day thing. We had, we did that we had practice day. down here and then we would take a break from practice every now and then and we walked down the alleyway and uh, two houses down, uh, apparently whoever elderly who lived in that house had passed away because there's a dumpster full of amazing shit <laughs> just incredible stuff like a little dumpster estate sale <laughs> yeah it was great so we spent about an hour digging through that dumpster i think um and found this like owl decoy thing it's like for chasing away garden and, garden pests uh, yeah i remember bringing it down here and <coughs> saying to Devin, just like 
off the top of my head, we should drill the eyes out of this thing and put a <laughs> put a color changing light bulb in it, and then a, hook a fog machine up and shoot fog out of it. And I expected him to be like, "Yeah, that'd be cool," but he was like, "Okay, let's do it now." <laughs> yeah, we drew, we had the eyes drilled out quicker than the idea was formed. Um, and then I I've ended up uh, we've gathered up in addition to a, an owl that I had to paint the inside of the owl white so the light would actually come out of it because otherwise it's just black inside. Uh, we had to do all kinds of stuff to this owl. To make it fancy but it's fancy now and it's on its own little base like screw in pedestal and stuff uh-huh. um but as far as the look of the band we had this idea where we would backlight everything um not like not like blind the audience backlight but just you'd see a lot of silhouettes mm-hmm. and then give flashlights to the audience and let them point flashlights at whatever they want to see that's very cool and it has worked out beautifully more than once it's worked out like at every single show just yeah, about definitely um, as long as our parents always show up oh, oh yeah we're, we're friends and wives yeah um uh the most beautiful show that we ever did though unfortunately adam wasn't there um because that was another thing i wanted to do with this band is have it be flexible enough so that if somebody if like over half the band has to be unavailable for the band to say no mm-hmm. so at this point we've done we did a five-person gig the first couple with a second guitar player. Mm-hmm. And then we did, after he left, all four-people gigs. Then the keyboardist couldn't make it, so it was just guitar, bass, and drums. Mm-hmm. And then Adam couldn't make one because he was in a wedding, so it was drums, keys, and bass. Um, and on October 11th, we're going to do a very special gig, which is the most pared down that we've done it so far. Uh, Adam has another wedding. You've been in three weddings this year. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Um, it's going to be myself only singing and Andrew Klein on three synths, he says, and a drum machine. So it's going to be really weird, and that'll be at Roz Talks, and that's going to be... Um, I'm terrified of that particular That sounds show. cool. That's actually... It sounds very post-punk. Uh, it's going to be post me having a bass in front of like me. cabaret voltaire or something right it's gonna be it's gonna be ridiculous it'll be um, real uh alan vega i'm sure yeah we're gonna bring in some suicide influences mm-hmm. uh and i'm gonna have a, a motorcycle chain that i'm gonna <laughs> well i don't know probably not but um but so the look of the band has always been uh paramount to me because the songwriting is something that just you just put in the time to that mm-hmm. the the lights and stuff we have a friend uh, andrew edmark from two toms two yeah, productions sure, sure, yeah. he does lights for us um every show so we have you know bluetooth controlled or remote control controlled and we've also mm-hmm. got little switches that he's just flicking with his feet and mm-hmm. he's like doing That's stuff really cool. um hey what what uh, um led you to decide well how would you describe the sound of the band for people who have never heard you before with some of your influences and also what led you to decide this is going to be the way the band sounds and the way the band looks because i know having been in bands before and having been around tons of musicians i know that you know once you get people together everybody's got an idea of where you want things to go um, describe how you guys kind of pared down the direction you were going to take it, both visually and sonically. I don't know that we've ever really pared it down. I think there's a lot of ideas that are kind of, <laughs> you know, conflicting, and we try and mush them together in ways that make sense. Mm-hmm. Sometimes maybe they don't make cohesive sense, but they're always going to be interesting. Um, Such as what? What are some of the ideas that you guys like kind I of mean, mix together? Well, Devin and I both come from kind of the same place, you know? We both were really into, like, alternative rock, like the Smashing Pumpkins Mm -hmm. and Radiohead and things like that, and then later on got into, like, 
Queens of the Stone Age, desert rock stuff, um, some doom metal, basically anything like fuzzy and riffy. Um, Devin's always been a little bit more into like gothy, um, dark music than I have. Um, I really like Nine Inch Nails as well, um, but I think my influences were more on the Smashing Pumpkins side, and Devin's maybe were more Nine Inch Nails. Mm -hmm. um, and then after when I when I moved out to Oregon. I, I kind of started listening to a lot of different stuff. I got really, really into Tame Impala. Um, and I love Tame Impala. Yeah, they're fantastic. Used to be fantastic, anyway. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So it, there's there's just a lot of of different different things that we try and fold in. I think Devin definitely has a more cohesive style than I do. Um, I am sort of interested in making all sorts of different things, so you can kind of tell if there's a song that we play that has parts that seem like, oh, I didn't expect that or something. That's probably something that I wrote, you know, initially and brought in the ideas and he helped me mush them together. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I don't know. I wouldn't say that we still have really that much of a cohesive sound. I think it's kind of an, an amalgam of things that are slowly kind of sluicing together. Well, I was thinking... Uh agree with everything you said and we really lucked out because Andrew Klein uh, our keyboard player is into all of the things that both of us are into mm -hmm. um, and so my interest in like um, horror movie soundtracks and Italian horror movies and, and giallo movies and all that good stuff that sound palette mm -hmm. he was already familiar with so when we you know when we ask Andrew to you know throw it in there let's we're, we're thinking this particular sound or this particular direction he's already like he, he, we're speaking the same language that he is. Mm -hmm. So it, he really, um, he helps bridge the divide between the two of us because I think arguably Andrews listened to more stuff than you or I have. Oh yeah, his, definitely. His, his, um, his well of of musical knowledge and experience is, as far as I can tell, bottomless. Um, Pretty much. So when I when I'm writing music, I'm usually aiming for um, lyrical content and lyrical melodies, like. I guess I would just say classic, um, like alternative rock pop song mm -hmm. style writing. Sure. Like a good vocal melody is like paramount to my mm -hmm. brain. Whereas Adam is a lot more into um, finding a groove that that you can you can listen to on repeat mm -hmm. and it, it never gets boring. You just like yes, this is you know. And so that's that's kind of the thing that we're kind of pushing together. We have a couple songs. Um, the more recently written songs are like almost 50 50 combinations of that mm -hmm. two thing like you get i am happy because we have a, a a lyrics and a melody for the vocals and and fun parts and then adam's happy happy because we get to like really unwind and mm -hmm. and let something expand out and then he can go everywhere and i'm happy to just sit back and hold it down while he really experiments and makes some cool noises i think i think that's something that we do uh in this band that we haven't really done in any previous band, which was yeah, have, have um, opportunities for exploration where we're like, during this part of the song, do whatever. Mm -hmm. And when you're done, you know, there's a sign when he's done so that we know to come back in. But that section where he's experimenting or maybe Andrew's experimenting, I never experiment, <laughs> uh, can just go inevitably until somebody's like, yeah, I'm out of ideas. And then they do a particular thing and then we're all back together. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's how we're trying to... Uh, 
Go ahead. What were you going to say? Oh, no, I was going to say, it's interesting you mentioned that, that that uh, amalgam of those two styles are, when you look at alternative rock of the 90s, certainly the beginning 90s, um, up through like mid, that's very much almost the two directions, where you look at like very groove-based bands like Pearl Jam, Soundgarden, Red Hot Chili Peppers, Faith No More, Mr. Bungle, bands like that. And it's very groove-oriented. And then you have bands that are more melodic, where, I mean, even Nirvana had very strong melodic components. Yeah, I mean, and a lot of, band, yeah. You know, they were definitely really. a pop band. Yeah, uh, and a lot of other, you know, R.E.M., Smashing Pumpkins, extremely melodic band. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you, those are really two of the key components that drove, you know, indie rock in the 90s. And that's yeah. that's pretty much the most like there's kind of a gap of about ten or maybe fifteen years in there where I don't really have a high amount of memory of what happened to music from like the beginning of new metal until we got out of college. Mm-hmm. Like nothing really particularly amazing happened that I was aware of. I, I know I know that you heard a bunch of awesome stuff. Yeah, then. I got into a bunch of different things at that time. I also started having a lot more drug experiences, which I think has influenced my direction musically. In that, like, I I much more like to listen to music that you do fall into a groove, and and there's there's um, you know a lot of layers, a lot of different textures, a lot mm-hmm. of experimentation um and just a a trance that you can fall into um so you're talking more like psychedelics as opposed to you know definitely functional drugs like cocaine or something like that i think cocaine is one of the worst drugs on the planet uh, that stuff sucks um yeah if you're doing cocaine while you're listening to this podcast (laughs) fuck you (laughs) just think of it like somebody's head probably got cut off oddly to get to you you know what are you you doing oddly enough you know we we do run demos on that too and we are the number one podcast in the quad cities for people who do cocaine while listening (laughs) to podcasts so then we got that going for us put down the coke start doing shrooms sure so you're talking about more stuff like you know psychedelics and things of that nature that do lend themselves to exploration and an augmentation of sonic adventures right internal and external uh I mean, I've never done any significant drugs of any kind, but uh, hopefully going to do shrooms pretty soon. (laughs) (laughs) They should be kicking in in about 40 minutes. (laughs) Sean, you can't leave. We need you. (laughs) Bring me more hot towels. Before I I forget, I would like to say... um, I think we're like super lucky to have Andrew in the band. Like oh, he's yeah. he's an incredible musician, and his his wealth of of knowledge and influences are, is just like Devin says, bottomless. Mm-hmm. And it's it's really cool. Um, he's willing to go with the flow too. Mm-hmm. We don't we don't have to worry about. I mean, it could be just our brutal lack of knowledge about keyboards, but I don't really worry about what he's doing over there. It always sounds good. Oh yeah, like so you know he's. Uh, Invaluable. We can't mm-hmm. we can't place a value on him. We are on our third drummer though. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like spinal in, tap. In less than two years, well, we're through drummers. So, so you're going through drummers like that, and also you've got the Stonehenge owl and stuff like that. Right. So I'd love that owl to be like twelve feet high. <laughs> it's the same size, but it's just on a twelve foot pedestal. Yes. <laughs> what is up at the top of the stage? I think it's their owl. 
oh cool it'll be like the Moloch owl, owl from Bohemian Grove we, we've been extremely <laughs> um, extremely fortunate <laughs> you got the reference oh yeah there you go. I don't know that one <laughs> we've been extremely fortunate to find three really good drummers we had uh, Jeff Carl from Leather Parachute who's going to be playing uh, Leather Parachute's going to be playing with us on September 14th at Ribco with uh, our friends from Iowa City Zool um, mm-hmm. Jeff Carl pretty much wrote everything that all the drummers after him have had to like learn mm-hmm. um and then we had uh justin kelly from dead ginger and also resonator. from uh, resonator uh and he played with us from what january the beginning of january this year until our last gig until with him june. on uh we did a live at factory of fear show uh we were the musical what do they call that the musical guest in the accompaniment uh, the, the soundtrack, the, the musicians in in, in residence. residence. Yeah, uh, we're the musicians in residence, uh, the 28th and 29th at Factory of Fear uh, for four hours at a time. Which uh, listeners can get on YouTube and look up Giallo's live at Factory of Fear, and there's over eight hours of us between two different webcams. Somebody was actively switching the webcams. You can see the whole light show. You can see the 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 people going through like between us and the PA, holding their ears and like trying to find the cure for the uh, the zombie infection while we just while adam just screams at the top of his lungs at them that you was can a- you can watch me shred my voice yelling grandpa at people walking by 20 minutes in <laughs> 20 to the first night the very first night the very first night and the next day he came back and he's like i think i messed up my voice and i was like oh god well nothing we can do about it uh-huh. so we just we just ran with what we brand but um that was justin kelly and now we have mr ryan collins um, and he was well, he was in not Multiple Cat. What was yeah, he drummed with the Multiple Cat okay, for a while? Okay, it was Multiple Cat and and one other band. Um, I don't remember what he said, but he's he's a he's part of the Writers Workshop. Yeah, in sure, the I know Ryan. And, uh, yeah. yeah, good guy. And uh, he's a nice guy, and, and um, he's learning the songs. And so the fourteenth will be our first gig with him. Oh, cool. Um, and hopefully he'll want to stick around after that because <laughs> yeah. he doesn't. Ryan doesn't know what our live shows are like. He's never done it. He doesn't know the chaos that's about to be unleashed. That's true. Um, and that's what I, was, what I was saying earlier is that we try to uh, the way our sets go. And I, I I think of Adam when I when I think about how we how I wanted to do it because it sort of started organically. It was the band just starts to like kind of tune up like an orchestra Mm. and then the drums are doing stuff. And then all of a sudden we're playing a song Mm -hmm. and I hope for the audience, it's sort of invisible that transition. But for us, it's, it's a, we just want to have chaos between every song. And then these songs kind of crystallize out of the chaos and then they kind of go back into chaos. So we try to have a lot of, uh, uh, obfuscating noise between songs so it's like velvet underground so the the audience can't quite tell when when one starts and one begins just just because that's how i like to do it Mm -hmm. because you got a tune or sometimes swap swap guitars or andrew's got to switch patches Mm -hmm. um but i don't have to do shit so i'm always just like (laughs) and adam's just like (laughs) so i i do have an affinity for the most notoriously unreliable guitars Fender, <laughs> Jaguars, and Jazzmasters. I love them, but they are finicky. So I'm always tuning or switching guitars. Yeah. And we have that uh, gold guitar behind you there is the is the, um, the torch or floor guitar, which is tuned with a low... It's t- basically tuned with a bass A string in the A position for a couple songs um, when we want to get um, particularly stone or doomery or whatever you want to mm. call it. 
but uh... Isabel Bloomery. <laughs> it's, it's Isabel Doom. Yeah, yeah. Go to Abernathy's. Look up Isabel Doom. Oh, it's so good. It's more like black metal painted, though. Yeah, it is. Anyways, yeah. That would be a great local band name, Isabel Doom. Do, do you know about this? Uh uh-uh. uh Abernathy's is carrying a. Uh, I just saw this this week. Uh, it's it's like. Religious. Is there a legit Isabel? Is it like goth Isabel Doom for yeah. Isabel Bloom yeah, yeah, yeah. And, they, oh and they've God, been, and they've been uh, from, awesome. what I, from the pictures I saw, very well painted, like yeah. well repainted. A local person, I don't, I, I can't recall her woman, name, uh, but she's been like picking up, you know, little ceramic religious figurines uh-huh. and then putting corpse paint on them and, <laughs> and like you know and like putting like blood dripping off of things and like like blood spatter uh accoutrement over the top yeah. and all, all accoutrement, kinds of... <laughs> accoutrement! <laughs> right. and these are down at abernathy's yeah i've got to go check those out yeah i just saw their post like yesterday or that it yeah it was yesterday mm-hmm. uh but they look really cool uh, they're not they're not cheaply done they awesome. look they look beautifully done is why they it's do. so cool mm-hmm. but um what, uh, what was your question? <laughs> I don't know. It was about 10 minutes ago when I asked the first one. Um, I'll talk until Adam cuts me off. <laughs> yeah. So um, we talked a little bit about the sound, how it's come together, some of the different bands that if you, you know, recommend it if you like this band, this oh. band, et cetera, et cetera. Oh, anybody, anybody you want to throw in there, like somebody, again, like people who have not heard you or come out to your gigs before. And then talk a little bit about, like, you kind of touched on that a little bit, the visual representation and the entire visual uh, presentation that you wanted to bring to the stage to I, make it a show. I think sure. that uh, I'll start and then you can you can yeah. figure out an organic way to cut me off. Uh, I may, I mean that in the best way because otherwise I will just keep going. Um, uh, I haven't really seen a lot of local bands and Adam's seen more local bands than I have in the last year or two. Um, not too many local bands that have a light show mm-hmm. that is not just, um, you know, colored park hands sure. on the ceiling or, or, you know, something like that. So um, with all the technology that's available these days, like just LED strips and, and rope lights and whatever, um, we wanted to have... That, that that's basically why we wanted to have a visual thing because a lot of other bands around here weren't doing that. Um, and you know, you'll like us if you're a fan of alternative rock of any kind, yeah. Tame, Tame Impala or psychedelic rock, almost of any kind. We're not as psychedelic as, as we probably will be. I don't think <laughs> most people who like Once those Tame shrooms Impala. kick in. Yeah. Right. Yeah, right. 35 minutes. Uh, Woo! Yeah. I would say if you have been trying to find a band that sounds like a combination of the Smashing Pumpkins, Queens of the Stone Age, the Beatles, Typo Negative, and Nine Inch Nails, that's us. Yeah, that's. that's (laughs) I was waiting for you to say we sound nothing like any of them. So keep looking. I I I almost forgot. Oh, what's this? What's the other band I'm thinking of? Um, It was Lemmy's first band. Oh, Hawkwind. Hawkwind. Yeah, yeah. There's some definite Hawkwinds to it. You just you Uh just basically named all my direct influences and all of your direct influences, and that's that's absolutely accurate. Yeah. Typo negative for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's so much obvious. Well, maybe not obvious to everyone, but there's there's Beatles influence to Typo negative. Yeah. No, that they. Peter Steele was intentionally writing things because he was a huge Beatles fan. So, I mean, it, everything's tuned down an octave lower than the Beatles, and it's all heavy and heavy and, and slow and all that good stuff, but it's all just pop songs. And that's basically where I'm coming from. You know who else I heard are, like, huge Beatles fans? Slipknot. Oh, no surprise. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, because those guys can write a catchy tune. Uh-huh. I mean, it's heavy as hell, but it's also super, super catchy stuff. So yeah, for sure. I'm not surprised at all. Uh, I don't know. Uh, I don't know any other... 
I feel like that's a pretty accurate description. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's always really hard for me when people ask, like, what does your band sound like? It's, first of all, I think every band hates to have to answer that question. But it's such an integral question because no, you can't, I mean, really, somebody wants to come out to, yeah. to your show Precisely. with right. literally zero, unless they're your friends or family, you can't ask a stranger to come to your show with literally zero idea of what right. they sound like. Because you could show up and, like, turns out we sound, we're, we're they don't, we don't sound anything like they thought we sounded, yeah. or, you know, yeah. something like that. Or it's something, because music taste is such an individualistic thing. Mm-hmm. And people either like something or, I mean, people can just out right hate this i hate that band or whatever and that's why it is it's so important as and and as somebody who's been a music journalist as long as i have i always have to ask that question because it's the one number one question people want answered when they're reading a story about a band they haven't heard before i would say if you remember 1994 through 1996 we probably sound like that I suppose I don't we're, know. We're evolved from that. You hate. Yeah, you hate I, it when always, I, I I hate that. <laughs> he hates it when I uh, when I minimize it to a decade. But I I can I can tell in my head what year the albums came out that I fell in love with first in mm-hmm. my I mean there's plenty of stuff that's come out recently like Chelsea Wolf is huge on my list of like. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would have to, actually. I would say that in the past, pretty, maybe in the yeah. past like five or six years, I mostly only listen to bands with female singers. Mm-hmm. I can't get into dude singers anymore. Yeah, same. Um, Chelsea Wolf is this. Um, I think we could unabashedly say that she's a gothic songwriter. She's got yeah. super heavy stuff influences and all that. Uh, Saint Vincent is just oh, your yeah your yeah. art rock goddess, just mm-hmm. just crushing it all the time. Um, I was even into some of the really poppy, like the early, um, like, uh, Lady Gaga's Bad Romance, that actual song, Mm -hmm. and maybe a couple more songs on that Fame Monster album are really cool. Mm -hmm. Uh, Lana Del Rey had a couple really cool songs on her first album, and I haven't heard her do anything quite as good since then. Mm -hmm. But, um, I'm way into lady singers, um, and, and songwriters right now. Um, I, I... I guess I've heard everything. I th- I guess I feel like I've heard everything dudes have to say. Mm-hmm. So I'm even writing lyrics. I write lyrics for this band from, f- like, intentionally not from a male perspective, like, all of the time. Do you like Fantagram? Fantagram? Yeah, I think so. I- I've only really listened to, like, their first two records. I haven't followed them recently, but those first two ones are, are mm-hmm. really great. That's not the band where the lady eventually came out against the guy saying he was a sexual abuser, is it? Who no, was that? I don't know who that is. Not Deerhoof, not... Mm. Not it was Deerhoof, I believe, wasn't no, 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 it? No, Deerhoof accused Day Trotter. That's of the yeah, that's it. Which they okay. did, um, and not Fanagrams, Crystal Castles. Oh yeah, yeah. Which, Sorry, my mistake. That's, those guys were great. It's too that bad band that was cool one too. guy in the band was a piece of shit. It's too bad everybody's a piece of shit. It's too bad everybody's like, a piece of shit, yes. and has been a piece of shit for years and years and years, right. and we're only just now hearing about it. Right. Pieces of shit need to get flushed down the toilet, Sean. That's right. <laughs> Along with. Uh, and if you're doing cocaine, listen to this. You're a piece of shit. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna do some ASMR where it's just yeah. like insulting insult ASMR. <laughs> there you go. Uh, yeah. Your parents don't love you, you piece <laughs> of shit. Anyways, I would I would really love it if like somebody did an article about us and they were like the the. the uh, this band is like known for their fervent anti-cocaine stance. Like, <laughs> I, yeah. I will do that. I'll write up an article on you. You know, we should jerk off Zool. If you hate, if, yeah. If you if you hate cocaine and love '90s rock, you're going to love Jalos. Yes, yes. <laughs> this isn't the '80s. This is the '90s. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, but I was going to say we. Um, 
local bands that we love uh, that were uh, spiritually uh, influenced by uh, one of them is this band that we're going to be playing with on September 14th because mm-hmm. that's really uh, the big one that we're practicing for. And then after that, I'm like head in the sand trying to figure out October 11th. But um, we're playing with Zool out of Iowa City uh, and we're finally collaborating with them. My quote-unquote record label, Gentle Ordered Records, is we're, I'm basically doing whatever I can to help them uh, get some albums sold in the Quad Cities. They got this new album out. Uh, it's Zool 2. It's volume 2. Um, I think it's their second full-length full vinyl. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and it's and it's their second vinyl as well, mm-hmm. unless they did a couple seven inches. But um, they're just three dudes from Iowa City who used to be in a band called the Savage Hacks, who we actually hosted here. Uh, General Loader Records hosted them in the Quad Cities uh, at Ribco, and that video is totally online. I, I multi-track recorded it, mixed it, put it to the video. Adam, you took that video. Oh this yeah, this when we had the monopod, that's and right. you're like sticking it way up over the audience, yep. and then like I don't know. Anyways, but that's that's <laughs> up there too. Um, but Zool, just these three dudes, um, JL and Ian and their bass player, who's, I, I have to apologize because I don't remember their bass player's name, but um, they record themselves all on like tape and analog gear and stuff. And um, their work ethic, as far as just making things happen, is just awesome. Mm-hmm. And they're real cool dudes. And they have this energy level that is like, I keep thinking of them in regards to the Melvins, the Butthole Surfers. Uh, Sonic Youth for some reason because they do some weird guitar stuff sometimes not quite as much Sonic Youth but who do they sound like to you? To me like it is very reminiscent at least an attitude of the butthole surfers mm-hmm. it's it's very like oh I hope I'm not going to use this word wrong and sound like a dumb shit but I'm going to go for it it's very like acerbic mm-hmm. stuff sure, are yeah. you doing cocaine right now dude you sound like an <laughs> 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 does, he, feel no, like does he sound like an asshole or a piece of shit? No, you know? no. Uh, but yeah, they they have they have this like um, just this grungy, not grunge rock. Let no. me be really clear: yeah. a tactile grungy energy, and I think that they would cop to that pretty yeah. easily. It's mm. like sludge doom punk. It's like sludge punk because yeah. it's not slow like doom. Well, it's, but it's it's, it's fuzzy. Yeah. Um, but we are, I'm excited as hell to do a show with them because they are one of the bands in the Quad Cities. Even when I was in the postmortems, um, our thing, me and Al's deal in the postmortems was have more energy than every other band on the bill. Mm-hmm. And so there were very few bands in the Quad Cities that we were able, that, that we felt delivered it like a roller coaster. Uh-huh. It's easy to deliver it like just a straight down slide. It's easy to deliver it like just a straight line of like pure aggression. But when you give somebody kind of a roller coaster up and down, it makes it way more dynamic. Mm-hmm. So we're always and so these guys are very dynamic and and um and they even have songs on the album that are very dynamic. They go from punk to very beautiful, nice, like gorgeous compositions and then like right back on a dime mm-hmm. so i'm i'm super excited and obviously we're playing leather parachute on that one too and those mm-hmm. guys are they're great they're like ugh, they're really good that's jeff carl our original drummers mm-hmm. ongoing band and they sound like something i can't remember what they sound like I, I i when we first saw them i was like oh this is like something really good i couldn't remember right i mean uh, to me it's like i don't know it's it's hard to describe it's kind of like anthemic indie rock yeah but I don't know what that means anymore, you know? <laughs> I feel like that's a decent way to describe them, but it's... It's like Arcade Fire without the pomp. Yeah. <laughs> or something. It's it's good. It's and, just good. And their singer, whose name I forget, has a great 
a great stage presence. And, oh yeah, he's awesome. And they call him Dad. Everybody they in call the band him dad? Calls, calls him Dad. Is that true? Or maybe only Jeff calls him Dad, and I'm just outing Jeff for being weird, calling his singer <laughs> Dad. I don't know. I think they're I think they're a four piece band now. I think mm. they've always been a four piece band. Yeah. I'm ashamed because I haven't seen them live very often, but I don't think that they've been playing very much this year. They haven't. Okay, so I don't feel as bad, but um. We saw them in the at the uh, the old uh, Risk, the old Rock Island Supper Club, R I S C. But yeah. it was a real risk well, we going played, there because we played with them. Not there, but at, in uh, Homie's basement. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So we we played with them at uh, at uh, Derek Cook's um, Cult Cave basement. Mm-hmm. The PV the PV inspired uh, Derek Cook now works for PV. Uh-huh. Doing, being paid to do what he loved, which was find which old was PV gear and sell it. Speakers way too big and way too small of a basement. Yeah, <laughs> no, but we we played a, a real bitchin' ass gig with. Uh, we went to see Leather Parachute, but we played with Zool, and Remod opened that gig. But we went to see Leather Parachute. They didn't play with us that gig. Did I don't think so. We played with them at some point. I we know did. We did. Yeah. Okay. Well, in any case, I, I, you're you're definitely right. Uh, but uh, so Leather Parachute's also a really good really good band and we had we had a hard time finding locals that would play with us not because nobody wants to play with us but because um the scene is kind of it plateaued for quite a while mm-hmm. there for quite a few years and and i think we can all agree that like condor and jaybird was like th- that wave that was sort of their mm-hmm. um crew like that young group of people mm-hmm. who to be clear still crushing it oh, yeah yeah they're a great band 100%. they're super talented and good friends yeah they're a great band um but something happened and like like half those bands don't exist anymore like there there doesn't seem to be that same level of excitement of excitement yeah i don't really know what happened we're not well i'm not you definitely are more tuned in than i am but i'm not as in touch with the local scene i think the as best Adam person is. to ask about that would be andrew and he's not yeah. here so yeah we should i, I should have told him that you were coming over mm-hmm. i kept it from him <laughs> <laughs> intentionally no, no, no. um but uh so we were trying to find bands and condor actually couldn't play because their bass player was uh getting married or having a kid no uh mm-hmm. garen's gonna have a kid that like that weekend yeah. or that that span of time um mm-hmm. And uh, I think I reached out to Artris on Facebook, but they did not get back to me. I think I think that they are uh, pretty busy. Uh, I've never really met them, but I knew them on one of their first shows because I played with them when I was in Grandfather Confusion for uh, mm-hmm. Steve Mall's uh, old band, and uh, and they were really cool. But they've they've evolved far past what I saw them do that night. Mm-hmm. What they were doing that night was like <clears throat> not Joy Division, and now they're just like space textures like for all times i like that uh, yeah I've not, it, I've it sounds cool ever, it's but. really cool um but uh, we were really lucky to get uh leather parachute to join us and they're friends with zool anyway so it just made total sense mm-hmm. um have you seen anything cool recently or do you have any other any different questions <laughs> well let's uh plug your upcoming gigs then since we're you know um what do you then specifically tell people where they can come out and see you also anything that you guys have that's on soundcloud anything that you know you got in terms of video that you want to plug and let people okay. know where you're at and um yeah e- uh, email me a couple links and we'll put them along with the, okay, the podcast I'll send, <laughs> oh, I'll send you some links um so the our upcoming gig is um a week from this weekend saturday night september 14th at ribco There's a lot going on that weekend 
Well, there's bit there's no 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 seriously I, I was just well, like I was gonna say no I mean you guys are coming from Monster Midwest Monster Fest now that's what you know I was gonna say which, we're a sponsor of Midwest Monster right. Fest I know that is gonna be a freaking cool event there's, there's so many like big names that so, are yeah at the same time like, that wow, we're gonna be wow. playing because I didn't know at the time and Haunt opens that weekend too the oh, Beck and Woods movie that's oh, Friday yeah, the Thirteenth yeah. Scott and Brian's movie oh no we're the day after that thank God. Okay. But yeah. Same weekend. Okay, there's good. any if you're a if you're a fan of like horror films or anything like that, anything in that genre. That there's so that weekend's gonna be a blast, and it's still a month and a half away from Halloween, but you're yeah. totally gonna dig it. Um. So September 14th at Ribco at probably it'll probably start at nine o'clock. Um. Doors at eight thirty. We'll say, huh? I, I think so. I yeah. think doors at eight thirty or doors at eight or something yeah. like it. It's only five bucks. Um. Jason Paris, uh, who runs Wake Brewing, mm-hmm. has always been really kind to us as far as, um letting us put on shows there i was like hey do you have anything for this zool vinyl release he's like i'll see what i got um so he was really cool and polite because that's not how you approach shows at ribco <laughs> to be very clear that's just not how you do it ribco approaches you right in soviet russia whatever joke about <laughs> us approaching ribco anyways um so that'll be september 14th us zool from iowa city and leather parachute from here in the quad cities um, vinyl release. We are, I should tell, um, everybody who shares the event page on mm-hmm. Facebook, no matter how many times they share it, uh-huh. every single time they share that event page, I'm keeping fucking track of it. <laughs> and we are entering their names into a legit drawing for a, a prize package that is all of the band merchandise that we can cluster together. Mm-hmm. So it'll be, from us, it'll be... Um, at least one t-shirt, if not two, a yellow one and maybe a black one, some stickers, um, from Zool, it'll be like a vinyl, if not both of their vinyls and Mm -hmm. stickers, and they've got all Mm -hmm. kinds of good stuff. And then from Leather Parachute, they're throwing in a copy of Quigley Down Under, starring Tom (laughs) Selleck. Uh, I was promised Quigley Down Under, or I think it was that one. Anyways, a Tom Selleck movie for sure. And And the keys to a missing 2008 Kia Sorento. Uh Uh-huh. So if you, you can if you can find it, the car, you, you got, can have the car. You got a car. Um, so we're we're doing that. So shares. So go to facebook.com front slash gentle Edward Records or front slash Giallos G I A L L O W S. It's not a real word. We made it up. That's how you got to do it. Just like uh, bands make up their names, like uh, Tool or Limp Bizkit. You know, you just yeah. make up words. <laughs> That's a joke. Um, Why Gentle Edward Records? Where'd you get that name? Um, it was uh, probably Edward Scissorhands. Uh-huh. Um, but I don't really remember why that popped into my head. But I started that back in like 2005 yeah. uh, just to, just as a an umbrella to put out all the postmortem stuff, all my old stuff, all the Braille Illustrated stuff. Um, and we added um, Waking Robots to that. Um, oh, they're a good band. They're a cool oh, band. Yeah. They, and they're on hiatus right now for a little bit, but uh, my dad's old band, Cat's Eye, from the 80s and 90s, which we had a resurgence in the early 2000s. Uh, that's all on there. Uh, Zool is now officially on there. Um, and then for our music, you can listen to... Uh, you can go to G-I-A-L-L-O-W-S Giallos dot bandcamp dot com, and that'll be our three... Um, like officially studio recorded tracks. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the next gig after the 14th is October 11th, which is going to be just my scary terror gig where it's me and Andrew and I got to pretend to be a front man. So I'm going to try to channel Henry Rollins and Nick Cave in the same. <laughs> I'm going to punch people in the face while wearing a sport coat. That, that'll, that'll be my goal. Um, and that's that's it as far as the, the calendar right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else do we have? 
if if you want to hear uh, just Devin and Jeff, Carl, and I making oh. stuff up on the fly, you can go to everybodyplanet.bandcamp.com. Okay. That's just some stuff that we did one day when Andrew wasn't available for practice and just decided to put it out into the world. It's it, really salamander-oriented. It's, it's all, every <laughs> song is, a, is an instrumental about the life cycle of a salamander. Mm-hmm. I think the world's been waiting for that. I think so, too. Most mm-hmm. salamanders, really, more than anything. Right. The world, of sa- the world of amphibians has really, really been yeah. waiting for a voice. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, we heard your call, salamanders, and we've answered. Mm-hmm. So Balls we... in your court, salamanders. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the glove has been thrown. Right. <laughs> it's not supportive. It's combative. <laughs> um, yeah, that's that's a good one, and uh, all we, of that stuff is on generalorderedrecords.bandcamp.com. Yeah, we also recorded everything from the um, the haunted house gig, mm-hmm. and are working on a release related to that. So that'll be Jallo's live from Factory of Fear, and it'll be at least eight tracks, and then our jam band is called Solid Mold, and that'll be as many <laughs> that will be as many good jams as we can pull out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're going to hopefully release that on vinyl with a little bit of help from Factory of Fear because it's sort of a joint operation there. And um, I'm going to put this out into the world so that I have to hold myself to it. We we are going to take those eight or however many tracks and we're going to do video components for all of them. It will not be live footage of us playing anywhere. There will be no live footage of us playing because that's a cop-out bullshit thing unless somebody wants us to live perform grandpa don't be late which would be hilarious <laughs> which is a song um and we're gonna release it probably online for sure but also on vhs mm-hmm. and that sounds stupid but you can do a lot of cool shit with custom vhs cases uh-huh. and custom vhs um the tape itself the actual plastic cassette you can do all this weird stuff so we're gonna try to do I am going to try to do it. I don't know what your guys' involvement will be, but uh, we're going to do like music videos for the whole thing. It'll be probably like an hour long. You know what would be cool is if you did like a running narrative that was like a Dario Argento, like freak out horror film there type of be, thing. Like without a through line, without the without right, right, right. The, without the confines yeah. of having of of you of, having to have a plot of, of rules and stuff. Yeah. Uh, we would never get it done. So as long as there's something tying it together, we can go from one thing to another, and it'll make some sense. Yeah. But it's going to be a lot of. Um, intentionally experimental like night shot stuff like running around in the woods um i've already got ideas well you know i shouldn't even keep talking about it because we should just do it but um um i'm 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 way into the idea of doing a music video for the band where we gender bend the band so Mm -hmm. it's all women on stage Mm -hmm. and actually have somebody who can sing come in and re-record the vocals for that particular song and that's just the version on the vhs I've never heard of this. I like I've that. told you this a hundred times. <laughs> I've got, to be fair, to be fair to Adam, I have so many ideas constantly, and I fire him at him constantly all day on Facebook Messenger. I don't expect any of them to stick to him. I, just put, <laughs> I put him out there more for my brain than If anything. you're going to say a thing so we have to stick to it, I'm going to ooh, say ooh, that ooh. my girlfriend is an incredible vocalist, and she should come I've down here. I've never heard her do anything she's, except scream at me at the top of her lungs. I'm just kidding. She hates you, and she would be very good for this. We should do that. We'll we'll find all the we'll probably get Angie from Waking Robots to be involved. All the all the female vocalists. I, I like the idea of having his girlfriend just scream at you and have that over the track. Jesus Christ! <laughs> yeah, yeah, that'd be great. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's that's our that's our long term plan. We got a lot of filming and stuff to do. Check out Two Times Two Productions. We just put out No Regrets, a short uh, eleven minute short film uh, that I did uh, some music for and did a bunch of um, just you know just general sound work 
for. Um, that's good stuff to think about. I watched that this morning, actually. That was the first thing that I did before Dude, that's a I got out of thing bed. to watch. Yeah, it, it really screwed up my day. <laughs> <laughs> so you did have some regrets, then? I had some regrets, Maximum yeah. Regrets. I definitely had some regrets. sad as fuck. Yeah. It was heavy. Did you hear uh, in the first party scene, though, we put... Oh, Andrew Klein also has a solo project called Aqualife. Uh-huh. Yes. What? I know, <laughs> but did you catch it? I yeah, put Fazoli's girl in the party scene. I heard that. But I, it's I only cannot the... believe that you could afford the rights well, for a Del Rockford song. <laughs> oh, yeah, you're right. You're right. You're <laughs> hey, that's right. I have to pay royalties on that. <laughs> Shh. <laughs> Fuck, I just totally... Mm. Yes, that's right. Um... Anyway, uh, and Andrew Klein's band Aqualife is playing a lot of shows. He's uh, the 12th that Roz talks mm -hmm. coming up. Um, and that's also him in three keyboards and a drum machine at this point. Yeah. Like, his, uh, he's going back to, like, 70s prog rock style keyboard. Like, like, like flanks of keyboards all around, uh -huh. you know. So everybody can check that out. Yeah, Andrew's solo stuff is incredible. Everybody should check it out. Mm -hmm. he Aqualife. Put out, he put out a four-banger yesterday. Mm-hmm. It's on, very uh, good. Bandcamp, AqualifeBand.Bandcamp.com. I don't remember what I it think is. So. We'll send you all the links, Sean. <laughs> you get all those hot links. Please do, and then I can pass some along to all the listeners. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, cool. Well, thanks a lot, guys. Thanks for appearing on the show. Um, and once again, I'm talking with Devin and Adam from Jalos. Is that how I pronounce it? You can Jalos. You can pronounce it Jalos, uh -huh. or you could call it Jalos. Jowlers, Jowlers, Jowlers. Yeah. Oh, these are called Jowlers. <laughs> I don't know. Jowlers, uh, come see us on September fourteenth, and we will have a weird light show mm -hmm. and a fog machine. Are you bringing the owl? Oh, oh yeah, we yeah. Bring we always owl. bring the owl. Well, we can have. If fog. I come out to see you and I don't see that damn owl, I'm going to be really disappointed. I wouldn't let anybody down about this Very light up, smoke filled owl. Will Alex Jones be infiltrating to tape and see what you guys do with the owl if you're so. worshiping it? He's not allowed to come to our shows anymore. <laughs> no, he isn't. He always takes his shirt off, and his nipples are just real disturbing. It's a <laughs> like like what's bigger than a pepperoni? A salami? Right. He's got salami yeah. nips. To be to be clear. It's it's not a girth thing. It's a length thing. Uh, I've never seen a man with so it's like rolled, nipples. It's like rolled up salami. It's right, like, right. Yeah. I mean, it's no wonder what, he's so angry People and and he's misguided. Pasties. Those he are isn't. nipples. It's mm. just like you know in the Duke Nukem 3D. <laughs> Shake it, baby. Yeah. And then they've got pasties on. Uh, I legit thought like the designers of Duke Nukem 3D had never seen breasts before uh -huh. because the graphics weren't that good. And then later on, I realized, oh, those were supposed to be pasties, but they were red, so it looked like they had these long worm nipples. Christ, that makes me feel sick to my stomach. Yeah, it always made me feel sick to my stomach, too. I had to stop playing that game. Here, this will fix it for both of us. Twizzler nipples. Ah, delicious. <laughs> and on that note, <laughs> we shall say goodbye, hey, bid farewell. One more message in? Yeah, go ahead. If anybody knows where in the Quad Cities... I can get just a simple, I'm not going to buy a 12-pack of this shit, 20-ounce plastic bottle of the Mountain Dew Halloween flavor. It's a mystery flavor. Mm -hmm. Reach out to Sean on the site, and then Sean will relay that information to me. 
I will do so. Sean at quadcities.com. Email me if you know where you can get that Halloween Mountain Dew. In the 20 ounce specifically, I'm not going to buy 144 ounces of mystery flavor. Because what if it turns out to be like candy corn or something? I'm not going to drink that. Carbonated candy corn. Didn't they have like carbonated? They did. They had soda did candy corn. But they do it like one, they did like a flavor pack. Not like buy a 24 pack, you piece of shit. We know you hate yourself. Drink this. Was it a 24 pack of like Mountain Dew? Like. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Okay. Sorry. That's all I wanted. That's all I wanted. I just wanted to get one more knock against the people listening that are doing cocaine. Podcast yeah. was to figure out where that Mountain Dew is. And there you go. There's the Easter egg. Finally, at the end, revealed. Mm-hmm. That's all I got. This is Devin Alexander. This is Adam Wisconsin. We're from Giallo's. Come see us on September 14th after you go to Midwest Monster Fest. Cool. Thanks a lot, guys. And thank you for listening to QC Uncut with Sean Leary, Unedited, Uncensored, Podcasting, and Conversation Deluxe with interesting and fascinating people from around the Quad Cities area, including the folks that I had today, Devin and Adam. Thanks a lot again for being on the podcast, guys. And go and check them out. Thanks a lot for listening. You said this was you said this was censored. You said this was censored. You said this was censored. <laughs>